Hello Cryptonauts, today is October 2nd, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. I am your host, Blockchain John. Alright Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. With that said, let's get started with your top 10 daily stats. We're going to do stablecoins by market capitalization, starting off with USDT Tether with $15.6 billion. Second place, USD Coin with $2.6 billion. Third place, DAI with $871.7 million. Fourth place, Binance USD with $579.1 million. Fifth place, True USD with $400.7 million. Sixth place, Paxos Standard with $299.1 million. Seventh place, HUSD with $128.1 million. Eight, SUSD with $71.7 million, 9 Stasis Euro with $36.7 million, and 10th M Stable USD with $33.8 million. That is a big difference from $33.8 million to $15.6 billion. That's a big, big difference from Tether. Tether is just holding it all. That's insane. That's in- USD coins not even close. That's insane. Your overall total market capitalization for stablecoins is at $20.7 billion. Your overall total market cap of all cryptocurrencies is at $345.7 billion, up by 1.3%. All right, Cryptonauts, with that said, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. Alright Cryptonauts, another friendly reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Make sure you collect your daily candies. With that said, first news coming in from Tim Copeland. BitMEX traders withdrew $243 million of Bitcoin in one hour. Damn! Traders withdrew 23,200 Bitcoin from crypto derivatives exchange BitMEX in a single hour, according to data provider Glassnode. This came after the CFTC issued charges against it yesterday and arrested its CTO. This amount of Bitcoin represented 13% of the amount of Bitcoin held on the exchange, an estimated sum of 170,000 Bitcoin. Glassnode added that it was the single greatest amount of Bitcoin withdrew in a single hour from the exchange. BitMEX is an, is an exchange known for offering high leverage trading against Bitcoin up to 100x. It is based in the in the uh, Shellis, Shellsies, Shell, say say Shells, Seashell, Seashell. Ah, I don't know what that is, and had low KYC requirements for its traders, as. As Decrypt reported, CFTC issued charges against BitMEX yesterday with operating an unregistered trading platform, failing to impose anti-money laundering procedures and other violations. In a separate indictment unsealed yesterday, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York also filed criminal actions against the exchange's owners, Arthur Hayes, Ben Delo, and Samuel Reed for violating Bank Secrecy Act and conspiracy to violate the Bank Secrecy Act. Wow. 
Wow, they're really on there, man. That's crazy. Unfortunately, one of the one of the biggest, greatest exchanges is now going to go away. BitMEX. That's unfortunate. Next news, read by Matt Husey. Global market slump as Trump catches COVID. What? Bum, bum, bum. President Donald Trump tweeted to his followers this morning that he had tested positive for COVID-19. The president had taken a test at the White House aides. Hope Hicks tested positive earlier in the day. Trump will now have to go into quarantine just weeks before one of the most crucial elections in the country has ever had. Within minutes of the announcements, markets turned bearish as Wall Street futures took a tumble. Dow Jones futures dropped 1.2% and Nasdaq futures fell 1.6%. Japan's Nikkei, Nikkei Nikki reversed earlier gains to close down 0.6% and Australia's ASX 200 slumped to close down 1.4%. In Europe's the FTSE 100 fell 1.1% at the open and German DAX dropped 1.4% and the French CAC 40 fell 1.3%. Investors were already feeling blue after the $2.2 trillion stimulus package had failed to pass as negotiations between Democrats and Republicans hit a wall. While the bill was pushed through the Democrat, uh, Democrat majority house, it's not expected to get through the Republican majority Senate. <sighs> Man, what? This is crazy. It's like it's like a movie. It's like a Twilight Zone episode. It's crazy. Next news written by Scott Cipollina. ECB says it must be prepared to issue a digital euro. The European Central Bank, ECB, said today that it must be prepared to issue a digital euro in light in light of the way that digitization is spreading to all areas of life. Today's announcement has been timid alongside the publications of the Digital Euro report, which set out the reasons to issue a Digital Euro, the potential effects this might have on the continent, as well as the legal consequences that a Digital Euro might cause. But one one thing is for certain, the ECB wants to protect the Euro from getting left behind. The Euro belongs to Europeans, and we are its guardian. We should be prepared to issue a digital euro should the need arise, said Cristina Lagarde, president of the ECB. In today's announcement, Fabio Panetta, member of the executive board of the ECB, addressed the rapid impact digitization of having on societies. The way we pay is no exception. Our practices are changing in some countries rapidly so, said Panetta. All right. Well, I wish them all the best. Next news, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Why BitMEX's legal troubles aren't good for DeFi. Ah, uh, yes, yes, I already know the answer to this, but let's go ahead and read it. U.S. court summons for three uh, co-founders of Bitcoin Derivatives Exchange. BitMEX saw mixed reactions in the crypto industry, particularly that of the demise of central exchanges and the rise of their decentralized counterparts, DEXs. However, some say the growing decentralized finance markets is not wholly out of the regulator's reach. Adam Cochran, a partner at investment firm uh, Sin, what is it, Sin, Cinnamon, Hein, Cinnamon Hein Ventures, and head strategy at privacy browser DuckDuckGo said the U.S. Bank Secrecy Act meant DeFi apps could see trouble ahead. Yes, 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 they will. Yes, they will. Be very careful with your coins. It's coming soon. The big hammer's coming. The BSA is essentially says if you in any way knowingly, purposefully, or through failure to meet industry standards, support, enable, facilitate, or profit from money laundering, we're going to throw the book at you, noted uh, 
uh, Cochran. Almost all DeFi apps operate as a peer-to-peer -peer design, meaning all trades, transactions, and transfers are done with another platform users instead of dealing with the company's internal trading desk. This makes a truly decentralized market where any activity is not dependent on the status of the DEX's developers or founders. But that's only theoretical. The DOJ has pursued individuals on sites like lo localbitcoins.com and Paxful's with having been involved with facilitating money laundering or failing to comply with preventative measures, explained Cochrane. While both the sites he referred are marketed as peer-to-peer, -peer, their, user, their users have faced legal actions. Next news, written by Matt Husey. Space Race Episode 3, Indie Miners Shine as, uh, as Competition Closes. Miners competing in... You know what? I need to stand up. Let's see, here we go. Miners competing in Filecoin's space race, the competition to onboard decentralized storage on its testnet have exceeded expectations on board more than 200 of the in initial target. The competition has been so successful, Filecoin has announced a second space race to continue to stress test its network until October 5th, ahead of its mainnet launch. As the first space race came to an end, a total of 230 petabytes, or around 200 million gigabytes, of storage was accumulated in just three weeks, promoting the Filecoin team to unlock a new tier of rewards, stress tests. The final weeks of space race was, was dominated by critical stress testing operations. These included chain upgrades to test how fast miners could update their software, distributed randomness, outages, and other critical challenges the network would face in a real-world setting. Chain upgrades are non-forward compatible upgrades to the protocol. Chain upgrades are very important to ensure the security of the network, says Eric Two of Chainsafe. While our last episode of Space Race features the top performing teams, the week we turn our attention to individual miners, the oft-overlooked backbone of Filecoin's decentralized network. Alright, next news. Let's see, for, uh, written by Sharyuwa Malwa. Former British MEP makes first Bitcoin purchase. What? Former, former British politician Godfrey Bloom made his first Bitcoin purchase this week, according to a tweet Thursday. The move comes years after Bloom famously called the global banking industry a scam. Bloom, who served as member of the European Parliament for Yorkshire and the Humber from 2004 to 2014, said on Twitter, I make my first purchase of Bitcoin this week. Gold and silver have I plenty. Mm -hmm. Bloom said he was open to learning more about cryptocurrencies and even invited crypto thought leaders and speakers for an interview on his YouTube channel, which has 13,000 subscribers. I am open and looking for interviews for some top crypto people to teach a 70-year-old me about crypto, he said. He previously said that he holds 65% of his portfolio in gold, 8% in silver, and the rest in real estate. The former European MEP has turned to Bitcoin years, uh, years after he called the banking system a scam in a European Parliament meeting in 2013. He said at the time, You do not understand banking. All the banks are broke. Mm, wow, that's a good way to go, huh? Nice. Next news, written by Daniel Phillips. Bitcoin balance on exchanges falls to 23-month low. 
The amount of Bitcoin sitting in cryptocurrency exchange wallets has now fallen to its lowest value since November 2018, having been on the downtrend since February. As per data from, uh, as, as per data from Glassnode, the total number of Bitcoin sitting in exchanges custodial wallets reached an all-time highest value uh, at 2.97 million BTC uh, on February 11th, 2020, and has been on a stark downtrend ever, ever since. As of, writing, as of this writing, the number of Bitcoin sitting on the exchange has now dropped by more than 13% to reach 2.57 million, its lowest value in close to two years. Since cryptocurrency exchanges are notorious for being breached on a regular basis, it appears that Bitcoin holders are beginning to prioritize self-custody over liquidity and are instead opting to manage their own private keys. This could also, be, this could also signal an increase in long-term holders as people increasingly look to withdraw their assets from cryptocurrency exchanges coffers to sit in on for long for the long haul hey you know what <laughs> not your keys not your coins so all these people that are doing this it's amazing for me on the other hand i'm i'm kind of i got my stuff on the celsius network i'm earning interest on that so if they ever get hacked it's gonna hurt me a lot it's gonna hurt me a lot but i trust that the security is is pretty top notch so i'm not i'm not concerned about that Next news written by Daniel Phillips. Ethereum price drops 8% in declining crypto market. What? Ethereum has just collapsed back to $336 after suffering a loss of 8.4% in the last 24 hours. Their cryptocurrency has now been on a downtrend for more than a month. Ethereum started falling mid-yesterday mid when the drop from $366 to $346 over a 3-hour period and has since fallen even further. Ethereum is now down 3.4% in the last week, 13.3% in the last last fortnight. Fortnight? In the last... Who, who wrote Fortnite? And 29.1% in the last month. Though the rest of the market is also in the red today, Ethereum is performing worse than most. For comparison, the average cryptocurrency has lost 5.3% in the last 24 hours, while Bitcoin is down 3.7%, XRP down 5.2%, and Bitcoin Cash is down 7.2%. Alright, next news written by Tim Copeland. Coinbase UK to disclose wave of cryptocurrency owners to HMRC. Coinbase owners in the UK who have received more than 5,000 uh, was that pounds in cryptocurrency will have their details passed to the UK's tax authority HMRC, according to an email from Coinbase seen by Decrypt. The email said that HMRC originally required Coinbase to provide certain records uh, of its UK customers between 2017 and 2019. However, after discussion with the tax authorities, the notice was revised so that only affected users meet some minimum requirements. Based on further discussion with HMRC, a revised notice was issued with reduced scope that now requires the disclosure of customers with a UK, UK address who received more than £5,000 worth of crypto assets on the Coinbase platform during the course of 2019-2020 tax year, the email stated. This doesn't come to a big, as a big surprise. Last year, HMRC sent letters to multiple crypto exchanges requesting information on UK residents that have moved money using the exchange between 2017 and 2019. This request is likely the original notice that Coinbase was referring to. All right, next news. Next news. Written by Robert Stevens. The truth about Bitcoin. People aren't using it as currency. 
Bitcoin is the largest cryptocurrency by market cap and its form it and from its inception it has been heralded as a form of digital cash the replacement to the US dollar the Chinese yuan and the British pound indeed the original Bitcoin white paper by Satoshi Nakamoto described it as a peer-to-peer electronic cash system but over a decade after its launch the promise that shoppers would be happily using Bitcoin address for payments in stores ring hollow to be clear, people do use Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies to buy goods and services. It's just that just to the extent to which Bitcoin is used as a means of payment is dwarfed by its use, usage as a speculative investment according to available data. In a recent report titled 2020 Geography of Cryptocurrency, blockchain investigations firm Chainalysis found that 1% of cryptocurrencies value sent to Africa came from merchants between June 2019 and, June 20, and July 2020. In China, that figure was 0.7%. In Eastern Europe, 0.84%, and Latin America, 0.96%. In the Middle East, 0.65%. In North America, 1.04%. And Europe, 1.08%. And in May 2019, data from Chainalysis shows that 1.3% of cryptocurrency transactions came from merchants between January and April of that year. Why aren't people using Bitcoin for transactions? Well, uh, probably because of the fees. Let's see what it says. It's not that merchants don't accept Bitcoin. A survey of 500 small and mid-sized businesses in the U.S. by Zogby Analytics on behalf of HSB found that 36% accept cryptocurrencies and large organizations such as Wikipedia, Microsoft, and AT&T accept Bitcoin. And again, people do still buy things with in Bitcoin. A spokesperson from Utah-based CoinZoom which offers a crypto credit card told Decrypt that customers have spent about $200,000 in Bitcoin each month for the, for the past three months. Um, let's see. Green shoots for Bitcoin. But there's still hope for Bitcoin, which, uh, to cut it some slack, has only been around since 2008. BitPay surveyed four merchants that accept Bitcoin and found that people spending crypto spend twice as much as they do when paying in credit cards. And projects such as the Lightning Network are aiming to resolve pain points like the speed of the cost of transactions through its through though at its point the vast majority of crypto companies don't yet accept lightning transactions which they should start they, right now they should have accepted lightning since yesterday and <laughs> lightning is amazing if you don't have a lightning wallet or a lightning node i mean it's it's amazing lightning it's amazing check it out next news written by scott chiplina refinance wants to make DeFi more user friendly Liquidity aggregator Refinance has completed a seed funding round of $3.9 million. These funds will be used to support the company's goal, making decentralized finance more accessible to newcomers. Refinance allows users to trade on centralized and decentralized exchanges with more support for multiple blockchain platforms. The DeFi protocol runs on top of the Polkadot and allows users to lend, borrow, and stake stake and mine their assets and earn rewards for doing so but crucially it wants to provide a one-stop shop for anyone who wants to experiment with DeFi. Reef was born from the current problems in the DeFi landscape Denko Manchensky CEO at Reef Finance told Decrypt new users don't know the names of projects when they come into the landscape they don't know exactly how uh, don't know exactly what they have to learn it's overwhelming for them he added um, let's see here. Let's scroll on down. 
refinances goals to make it much easier for anyone to access this nascent industry and to try some of the experimental products and tokens on offer. Our job as a global development community is to abstract, abstract uh, away complexities, Manchitsky said, adding that from a technical point of view, we're moving towards being able to onboard a simple non-tech savvy user. All right, next news. Uh, written by Robert Stevens, Coinbase adds support for instant withdrawals for U.S. European users. What? San Francisco-based cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase today announced that it had has added support for instant withdrawals in nearly 40 countries, including the U.S., the U.K., and many in Europe. Finally, the issue it claims to solve is that here, heretofore today's announcement withdrawals on Coinbase can take several days. Now they are, as the title suggests, more or less instant. This means that anyone who needs to get their coins out in a jiffy, whether to avoid a crypto price crash or just pay the rent, can do do so in haste. Per Coinbase's help page, in most cases, withdrawals from users in these jurisdictions will be completed within 30 minutes. However, processing can take up to 24 hours, so maybe not so instant at all. But then, but it's smart. But it's a start. One caveat, though, is that the UK and Europe you'll have to use a Visa debit card that supports instant withdrawals. For the US, you can use either a Visa or a or a MasterCard. What? What are you talking about? The other is, is that this time is money. Instant withdrawals cost money, whereas regular withdrawals do not. In the US, it'll cost one. I, just, I want to withdraw my cryptos, but it sounds like you're making me... You're, you're going to make me cash out my crypto for fiat. Right? Is that what I'm reading here? By enabling real-time card withdrawals through the Visa Direct capability, Coinbase is delivering a faster, simpler, and more connected experience for its users, said Terry Anglos, who heads Visa's fintech department. Coinbase's instant withdrawals are quicker than other lending cryptocurrency exchanges. On Kraken, your instant withdrawals are only available to business accounts or those withdrawing lots of money. But for those using Coinbase as purely a brokered service, other services may be cheaper and just as quick for Challenger. For Challenger, Bank Revolut fiat withdraws off fee and instantaneous since it's a bank. Okay. Well, check out Revolut. Also, um, more, the other app that I, I do actually like and I use and it's amazing. Um, it, the only thing that's bad about it is that there's only Bitcoin on there. And it's on the Cash app. Okay. I like the Cash app because literally you buy it and literally the, the, once... You, you can move it like within that second. Once you purchase your Bitcoin, you can move it instantly. Instantly. That's what I love about it. I wish there was more cryptos on there other than than uh, Bitcoin. But, you know, it's it's a start. I like it. Next news, written by Liam Frost. Ethereum DAP volumes hits $120 billion in third quarter. Transaction volumes on the Ethereum blockchain reached $119.5 billion in Q3 2020, surging by nearly 1,200% compared to the previous quarter, according to DAP, DAP Radar's industry report published today. Per the report, Ethereum transactions volume amounted to only $10.2 billion just a few months ago in Q2 2020. Such a sharp increase became possible mostly thanks to the ongoing decentralized finance craze that keeps attracting yield farmers. Among the 13 blockchains listed on DAP radar, Ethereum accounted for 96% of the total transaction volume, retaining its mantle of the biggest network by far. At the same time, the DeFi ecosystem was responsible for 99% of those figures. We spot 
that the DeFi ecosystem is not the only number one category, but also holds 99% of the value within the Ethereum blockchain in Q3 2020. DAP radar noted. All right. Next. Hold on. Let's see. Is it next news? Uh, let's see. Ethereum gas fees. Yeah, but of course, gas fees. Yeah. Okay. We got that. We, we, know, we all know that gas fees are bad. Next news written by Will Heisman. Vitalik Buterin, Ethereum's nearly unusable for many app types. Yes, a lot of this is unfortunate. This is the biggest unfortunate thing right now is that because gas fees are so high, there's a lot of platforms that are going to be forced to shut down. They're, 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 the reserves are drying up instantly. They can't do anything. They can't, if nobody's using their platform because they can't have gas fee transactions going through their platform, then they're, they're going to close down. It's unfortunate because there's, there's a lot of good, good companies out there, a lot of good platforms, but damn gas fees. Ugh. Which is why, in my suggestion, in my opinion, and I don't know if this is the right decision to make, but I think if I was one of these companies that is just straight up siphoning all my money out, I'm just I'm losing a lot of money. I I probably at this point would move my Ethereum platform, my, my Ethereum project or company over to a different blockchain. Something more reliable. You know? It's a thought. Uh, Co-founder Vitalik Buterin wrote today that Ethereum is nearly unusable for many types of application, and judging by the Ethereum 2.0 roadmap, this could be the case for many years to come. Oh man, many years to come. I can't, I can't stand that. I, if I was a company in here and Vitalik Buterin telling me that I'm not going to make any money for years to come, oh, forget about it. I'm gone. I'm jumping ship. Jump ship. Jump ship. The L1 is nearly unusable for many classes of application and there's no non-L2 patch that can get us to scalability in the short to medium term, Buterin wrote in the Ethereum developers thread earlier today. L1 refers to layer 1 or the base protocol which is the case on the Ethereum's blockchain. L2 or layer 2 is any protocol built on top of the Ethereum. His point is that it's difficult for the Ethereum blockchain itself to manage to hold the sheer amount of information and number of transactions currently being produced. This lack of space is already starting to manifest. Prices for gas, the fuel that keeps the Ethereum network and its decentralized apps chugging along, have reached exorbitant heights of late. Buterin even addressed this point, noting that a prediction he made on the decentralized prediction platform Augur last week was a whopping 17.76 in transaction fees. That's a lot of money for a transaction. Oh man. That's a, that's a lot. That's crazy. So what's the solution? There's no solution. As of right now, there's no solution. Basically, what is basically what is Vitalik uh, Buterin saying? There is no solution for years to come. Jump ship, jump ship. And there's going to be a lot of companies jumping ship. Either they're going to shut down and just take their funds and retire, or jump ship and rebuild their project on a different blockchain. Next news written by Robert Stevens. Half a million in Satoshi era. Bitcoin just moved to Bitfinex. Someone just moved 50 Satoshi era Bitcoins today worth $527,120 in a hot wallet of cryptocurrency exchange Bitfinex. The 50 Bitcoin were mined back in May 2010. What? When Bitcoin was around one and a half, half years old. The owner has already held onto those coins ever since and waited until last night to move them to the cryptocurrency exchange. The move was picked up by BTC Parser, a Telegram bot that twirls through Bitcoin transactions. 
If the owner of those 50 Bitcoins sold the entire stash on the Bitfinex, they would have made a half a million dollars of pure profit back in 2010. Bitcoin wasn't worth anything and due to the obscurity, it was very cheap and easy to mine. The coins are known as Satoshi Era coins because they were mined around the same time that Bitcoin pseudonymous creator Satoshi Nakamoto was still knocking around on Bitcoin forums and taking part in Bitcoin's development. Nakamoto was last active on his regular haunt Bitcoin talks on December 13th, 2010. The last time someone... Really? Really, really, really. That's quite, quite interesting. The last time someone moved Satoshi Era coins and it made waves back in May, someone someone moved 50 coins that were mined in February 2009. Much of that money went to Binance and Coinbase. Oh, so who is it? Wonder who it is. Next news. All right, next news written by Andrew Hayward. Atari token scores Bitcoin.com public sale in November. Atari has been re reborn as a crypto brand with the Atari token designed for use in online games and gambling apps, plus a modern Atari VCS game console releasing in November with some built-in crypto hooks. November won't only be the launch window for the game system, but also the public sale of the Ethereum-based ERC-20 Atari token. Yes! Yesterday, Atari announced that it has partnered with Bitcoin.com to hold the public sale next month, as well as list the Atari token. As far, Atari has sold more than $1.5 million worth of its token between two pre-sales. The first raised a total of $514,000 and was primarily contributed by the partners to stress test the launch of the blockchain. A second sale of $1 million came from partner ICI, ICICB Group and a third parties. while a third pre-sale is currently underway and will end before the public sale. The first two pre-sales offer the Atari token at $0.08 cents a piece, but there's no word yet on how much it will sell for in November's public sale. The Bitcoin.com exchange will offer the Atari token for purchasing using Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash. Decrypt has reached out, for the Atari, reached out to Atari for a comment on the impending public token sale and will update if we hear back. According to a release, the Atari exchange will launch at the same time as the Bitcoin.com exchange listening to achieve a better synchronization with other project stages. That is amazing. So as of right now, if you don't have, um, if, you're, if you're interested in buying Atari token, make sure you have yourself some, what is it, what, what do you need, what do you need? You need um, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, or Bitcoin Cash. Have that set aside until November. All right, next news written by David Jones. $420 million in Bitcoin flees BitMEX following federal charges. The Bitcoin exodus from BitMEX continues Friday afternoon as, trader, as traders continue to withdraw funds from the world's fifth largest crypto derivatives exchange. The moves follows a series of crypto laid uh, out against the firm by federal prosecutor in New York. Updated figures and analytics firm Glassnode shows that traders have withdrawn almost double the amount of almost double the amount Decrypt reported earlier this morning for, for a total of 40,000 BTC since the case announced Thursday. That's around $420 million worth of Bitcoin at, at today's price. Glassnode previously announced that about 23,200 BTC or $243 million was withdrawn from BitMEX in a single hour, which which the data firm called the largest hourly outflow they have seen from the exchange to date. 
about 170,000 MBTC or $1.8 billion has been held in the BitMEX wallets, according to Glassnode. Further, open positions on Bitcoin future contracts on BitMEX have taken a 20% hit, according to data from uh, analytics firm Skew, since news of the indictment broke. Yeah, they're definitely going to go bankrupt. They're, they're, they're going down. It's gone. That's unfortunate. The Commodity uh, Futures Trading Commission charged in a civil complaint that Hayes, Dello, and Reed, as well as five entities operating BitMEX as an unregistered trading platform, as well as failed to implement anti-money laundering procedures. BitMEX denied the charge in Thursday's blog post and vowed to vigorously defend against the allegations in court. Well, the damage is already done, unfortunately. The damage is done. I don't think they'll ever come back from that. It's done. Even if they win the lawsuit, it's, it's, people are done with it. Next news, written by Alexander Bechrens. Tezos makes a run at DeFi, but can it catch Ethereum? DeFi may be dominated by Ethereum, but Tezos is making a play to attract users with lower fees and faster transactions. Tezos Stable Technologies and subsidiaries of the newly launched Tezos Stablecoin Foundations charged with advancing DeFi developments on the Tezos blockchain closed, closed a su successful seed round today. Venture capital firm Drapper Gorin Holmes uh, announced the amount was not disclosed. It's the first step towards. Uh, it's the first step on the road to building a Tezos DeFi ecosystem to compete with development on and around the Ethereum blockchain in hopes in hopes of drawing off some of the billions in liquidity that have so far gone almost exclusively towards the Ethereum-based design. The newly funded Tezos stablecoin technologies will support the development and proliferation of USD TZ stablecoins on the Tezos networks and will also soon release plans for a public sale of trustee tokens TRU. TRU token holders will receive a share of the tokens from each a new Tezos-based DeFi project launched in partnership with the organization. Alright, next news. Written by Jeff Benson. Qcoin thief swapped LTC for Bitcoin on CEX to analysis. A new report from blockchain anal uh, analyst company Chainalysis sheds light on where the $280 million in coins stolen and the Qcoin hack have gone. While the hacker has been mostly using decentralized exchanges named namely Uniswap and Kyber to launder funds, Chainalysis revealed that some of the altcoins stolen were used to purchase Bitcoin on centralized exchanges. To recap, on Friday, September 25th, an unknown hacker gained access to private keys to at least one Qcoin hot wallet that drained the Singapore-based exchange of over $281 million worth of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other altcoins. Crypto projects such as Tether, Orion, and Velo Labs moved to freeze some of the funds, but as of September 30th, the hacker had managed to sell $13.2 million of the haul through decentralized exchanges. Okay, scrolling on down. Let's see, what is he doing? What's this person doing? Qcoin, which halted deposits and withdrawals in the wake of the attack, has worked to reintroduce services for some of its supported tokens this week, many of them obscure. For example, pairs with news crypto uh, Ed and Chain and WOM protocol recently became available, but users are still unable to deposit or withdraw some major tokens among them XRP and Ether. The exchange's trading volume are predictably down since the hack. For the two months before the hack, Qcoin never di dipped below $100, $100 million, $100 million in 24-hour volume. 
24 hour trading volume. It's currently below $90 million. Wow. That's unfortunate. So we got what, what two big things, right? We got uh, the Qcoin, the Qcoin hack, and they're going to lose a lot of money if if they don't get that fixed quick. And the other one is uh, Bitmex. That's two big exchanges that are going to go down. Um, if the Qcoin can come back, but they're probably, I think once they open up uh, deposits and withdrawals, everybody's going to take their money out of there. That's my prediction. They're going to take their money out. Hacks are not fun. It's not safe. It makes people feel uncomfortable. So that's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. Anyways, that is all the crypto news that we have for today. I highly recommend you check out the Celsius Network platform. It is so easy for you to, to buy crypto with your fiat on there. It's so easy for you to earn compounded interest on your crypto in there. It, you just leave it there. You don't you don't have to worry about it. And it's secure. And it's secure, it's secure, it's secure. And if you want to secure it even more, there's a HODL mode, HODL mode built within the app, which basically just it, they're your keys. Now basically the company can't even can't even do anything with them. Uh, because well actually that's a lie. They, they obviously lend out the tokens, but you can't withdraw them out of your wallet unless you deactivate the huddle mode um, feature. So on top of that, in a couple of weeks, they're gonna activate, um, or they're gonna integrate the like like the Uniswap. It's gonna be called um, CellSwap. That's coming in real soon, real soon. So yeah, check them out. I highly recommend them. I mean, even the token, if you check out the token price, the token, the sell token has been skyrocketing recently in the past few weeks. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. Making lots of money off of that. Cool. So with that said, Cryptonauts, I'll catch you all on the next one. Adios.